The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on the Bay Area Sports Station 95.7. The game. just keeps rolling. The Golden State Warriors with the win tonight over the Chicago Bulls on the road 119 to 112 it is. Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, Chris Townsend and Matt Steinmetz and the records also keep coming as they match the longest road winning streak in and team history at 14. And they also match the third longest single season road winning streak in NBA history. Good evening, Matt. What's going on, Townie? How you doing, man? It was it was an interesting game because the Golden State Warriors, they only won one quarter. It was the third quarter, 32 to 12 at one point the way the the Bulls came out, especially the way they ended the first quarter on a 12 zip run. They they were coming to play. Yeah, I thought this game was all about shot making. It it really felt like both teams were content to try to get up and down the floor. And the game was played in wide open space. The threes were coming at a prolific rate. And to me, this game just came down to the Warriors have better shooters. They just have better shooters. They shot 50% from the floor. The Bulls shot 43% from the floor. The Warriors shot 40% from three-point range. The Bulls shot 26% from three-point range. There were times when the Bulls were taking two, three, three-pointers in a row, not getting them to go down, and yet they still wanted to kind of play an up-tempo pace with the Warriors. So not quite uh, not quite the offensive team the Warriors are. And they played pretty well offensively, the Bulls. But even when you play pretty well offensively, if you're not going to defend, you're still not going to beat them. Well, shooting from beyond the arc, it was all about Clay and Steph. 13 for 24. The rest of the team, 0 for 9. Well, then you could say the backcourt won this ball game for them. And Clay was setting the tone early tonight. He hit some some deep shots and got it going early. And, you know, it's funny today, Townie, on uh, the 10 to 12 show, we were talking a lot about big men in the NBA. And, and there was a story in a in a publication called The Ringer. And it quoted an NBA executive saying in 2020, it's in less than two years, half the big men who are in the league now will be gone. In other words, the league will have half as many big men. And. Tonight's game kind of showed you it's true. I mean, the reason the Warriors won the game tonight was because of their backcourt, plain and simple. They made 13 of 24 three-pointers, Clay and Steph. And when they do that, they're going to win because you can't be more efficient than that shooting twos. It's just the way it is. So so it's it's hard for for any big man who just plays on the interior to be as impactful as a three-point shooting backcourt player these days. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570 as we just marvel over this team that has now won 14 straight road games. And for us, I guess when you watch it every day, it just seems so easy. 
but winning at the highest level, whether we're talking NBA, we're talking Major League Baseball, we're talking hockey, we're talking the NFL, it is tough to win, and it's tough to win on the road, and these guys just make it look easy. We'll get back to that a little bit. I want to get to your point, once again, 888-957-9570, about Bigman. This was something we really went into the last two years doing this postgame show. We had talked about it, going, look at the difference. Look at all these big guys now shooting three-pointers that were never shooting three-pointers. I mean, that's something that we've seen now for a while. Oh, definitely. And and I think Chicago's best player, or one of their best players, is, is Miritich, and he's... God, he's a big boy. He's six ten, six eleven, something like that, and he's he's four for seven from three point range. Uh, this rookie, Laurie Markinen, is a is a forward, and he's made more threes uh, in his rookie year up to this point than any other rookie in NBA history. So, yeah, everybody's shooting it. You got to shoot it. But the teams that shoot it the best are the teams that are winning. It's it's pretty simple, really. And the Warriors tonight used it uh, more than they normally do. They haven't been using the three quite as much as the last year or two, but they used it enough tonight uh, to get a victory. You know, I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to 2025 or 2028, but when you start thinking about the way basketball is going and my buddies and their kids were playing basketball – uh, we didn't shoot threes. These kids all shoot three. Once you are old enough and big enough to actually get the ball from the three-point line to the basket, that is the way to go. You know, so many years it was all about flying through the air like Mike, being able to dunk, the big dunk. Now these kids are going to grow up, and it's going to be all about the three. So everyone's going to shoot it, Matt, no matter how tall you are, whether you're 5'6", all the way up to 7'4". Everybody is going to be a three-point shooter. So I'm not shocked. The article said, what, 20 what? Uh, by 2020, half the big men in the league who are in the big uh, the NBA now will be gone. Yeah, think 25, think 2025, 2028. Yeah, like if you if you... For example, the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors have JaVale McGee, who's definitely a big man. They have uh, Zaza Pachulia, and they'd have Damian Jones, who's in the uh, G League. They're not going to have one or two of those guys on the roster in two years. And the point is, is this, this GM, who's anonymous, said, you know, they're not going to be replaced by bigger players. They're going to be replaced by smaller players. And I, I do think, we're already seeing it, but... You know, if you could put out a team of five, six, eight players, that's probably going to be the way to go. There's always going to be phenomenal players like Kevin Durant who break the rules at 6'11", uh, but play like a guard. But for the most part, I think we're going to start seeing uh, more players around 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, and if that means a Jordan Bell uh, who has to play center at 6'8", six, 6'9", six, that, that's what the league's going to come to. By the way, Jordan Bell going out at the very beginning of the game. How scary was that? X-rays are negative on that ankle. But when he went down and the pain he was in, uh, and you you go off on a wheelchair, that's something you don't see. And I know Paul Pierce is one that comes to mind. But, you know, you go out on a wheelchair, usually, whoa, that's not good. Yeah, no, he, he's, uh, he was pretty optimistic after the game. He's going to get an MRI tomorrow. It's looking like it's going to be a bad sprain, but it doesn't look like he's going to be back. You know, for a couple of weeks at least. We'll have to see how it responds. 
But I think the bigger issue, Townie, is this is a team that's banged up, and it's it's quietly been banged up for the past month or two. I mean, whether it's been Curry, whether it's been Draymond sitting out games because of a shoulder, whether it's Iguodala who's got a nagging this or that, the Warriors have not been as healthy this year as they have been uh, in any of their three previous seasons when they made championship runs, and you got to wonder... You know, I don't know if you're a karma guy or not, but I'm just a little worried that that it's starting to catch up to him, these three extended playoff runs and now working on a fourth. Yeah, but they don't miss a beat. You know, when you hear Kawhi Leonard, when I heard Kawhi listening to Tim Roy here on 95.7, the home of your Golden State Warriors, and you're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, we're taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. You know, when I hear Kawhi Leonard goes down, you go, that you know, they're in trouble. Whenever you hear someone with the Warriors goes down, I mean, how about these numbers for you? If this doesn't shock the hell out of you. So no Draymond and no Iguodala tonight, right? Okay. Well, this season, without Draymond Green, what do you think their record is? 5-1. and 7-0. and oh. <laughs> Without Draymond Green? Without Draymond Green. See, the, the, the problem with all these numbers is, you know how There's no bad says, ones. <laughs> well, exactly. You know how everybody says, well, you know, if they lose a player, they might be in trouble. No, I no, guess not. No. I uh, guess they could probably afford to lose two players. What are they without Andre Iguodala this year? I don't know. Six and one. What are they without Curry? You have that number? They were nine and two over his 11 game uh, miss in a row, but I think I want to say they've, I don't know what they are, but they're they're good. Well, no, I mean, I'm watching tonight's game, Townie, and I'm watching them play in the third quarter, thinking, ah, they're not playing badly. They're pulling away again. And you forget they're even playing without Draymond Green and Iguodala. So they're playing without their best defender, their leading assist player, and their sixth man. And then they lose Bell, who was in the starting lineup. And you know what? They still have three superstars left. And that's still, as I look at this Bulls roster, three more superstars than Chicago has. I mean, Clay Thompson would be the Bulls' best player. But he's on a team where he might be the team's third best player when it's Durant and Curry's playing with. So they just have more. They have, they have more talent than teams like Chicago. They are now eleven and four this season without Steph Curry. Yeah, eleven and four. Yeah. You those... could, I, so you know what? If you go eleven and four, and then they're seven and zero without Draymond. Yeah, so that would make Curry. Curry would be the most important because they lose more without Curry than they lose without Iguodala or without. Uh, Draymond. And you think Draymond, what he does for you defensively, what he does for you in ball movement in your offense, and we talk about the heart and the soul and the toughness and everything he brings. I mean, this, I'm looking at tonight's box score and I couldn't believe the plus minuses tonight. Kavon Looney in 30 minutes tonight was a plus 33. Yeah, he was up at one point, I think, at, at plus 42. I mean, I'm looking at plus 21, plus 31. Plus, I mean, it's just, it's just was, absolute uh, dominance. How was, uh, how was Nick Young's plus money? I just <laughs> off the top, I don't know. I just thought it looked like his unit struggled. Because I, I don't Swag, have a box in front of me. Swaggy three. What was he? Uh, he was a he was a simple minus 28. 
Huh. Huh? A minus 28 in 19 minutes. He's working out just fine, isn't he? So was he playing with the G League team tonight? <laughs> I mean, is that why he was a minus 28? I, he wasn't in a Bulls uniform. I know that. No, I mean, it's it's unfair to single him out like this because he was part of a unit that just wasn't effective, whether it was him Well, Livingston Caspi, minus 10. West even. West minus uh, 16. Caspi minus 20. Yeah, so what happened was the Bulls made a big-time run uh, in that second quarter. They had a 17-0 the run The first quarter. Point. First quarter was a 12. They ended the first quarter on a 12 zip run. Yeah, then I think they scored the first five in the second. So some of the Warriors bench players uh, are going to take a hit on their plus minus. That's for sure. When you start thinking about how deep this team is, you know, I have a feeling that this run, one of the things we will talk about the Hall of Famers years from now, we will talk about the greatness of the star players. But just the depth of this roster for this team, long way to go. But you know, this team wins the championship, and you look at the depth, and we're going to be able. I mean, the numbers are coming in seven and one without KD. I mean, it's just it, it's it, it's absolutely crazy. But watching the game tonight made me think about something. Made me think about who the Chicago Bulls used to be. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. You want to hear your thoughts after the Warriors win 119-112. to 112, 14 straight road wins. That ties the team record. And also think about what the Bulls were 20 years ago. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Back to the hotel, Steiny. You don't remember this? No, but I like it. Who sings it? I can't remember. I was in, in Too Deep. 80 West, back to the hotel. I like this, yeah. Ideally, there's no words, right? There's no, no words in this song, yes, right? Yes, there is. Yeah, it's too bad. For radio... Nah, purposes coming in and out. We will not have the words. I got you. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo. Smart Home Security. Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz with you. 119-112-888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Clay Thompson with a season-high 38 points. And the Warriors win one quarter. And it's their quarter, the third quarter. They outscore the Bulls 32-12. to Because first quarter went to the Bulls. 40-38. Second one went to the Bulls, 26-25. In the fourth quarter, Bulls with the comeback, 34-24. to But it was taking care of business, really, in the third quarter. But yet, there was the potential for the blowout in the fourth quarter. The Bulls made a comeback. Yeah, I mean, the Bulls, listen, they don't have a good record, but they come into this game having won 14 of 21. So they've been playing hard, and they've gotten healthy. And they're a young team, and the Warriors come in there once a year. So the Warriors know that they're going to get a big-time effort from a team like the Chicago Bulls, uh, for absolute certain. And, you know, give them credit. I mean, they hung in there. But the Warriors just have their firepower is just so much better. They're deeper, and they're just—their players are higher-quality players. I mean— 
Kevin Durant is going to the Hall of Fame. Curry's going to the Hall of Fame. Thompson's probably going to the Hall of Fame. And the Bulls have players who are just starting to establish themselves in their career. So it takes a lot for a team like the Bulls to beat a team like the Warriors. They have to play four good quarters. Tonight, they played three, three plus, but it didn't get them, didn't get them the win. And the Golden State Warriors tonight had 13 three-pointers, so that means tomorrow Joe Lowe and Dibbs will give away a pair of JBL headphones tomorrow morning at 8-12. Don't forget, every time the Warriors hit at least 12 or more three-pointers, the morning show will give away JBL headphones to a lucky listener. So we were back there talking, and you're watching the Chicago Bulls. What was the last year the Chicago Bulls won the NBA title? Was that the 96-97 season? I'm so bad with 97, my years. 97-98. Yeah. Okay, so basically like 20 years. Think, think, think back then if you're in Chicago or you're in that part of the Midwest that gets Bulls games. And you're watching one of the greatest players to have ever lived one of the greatest coaches, Scotty Pippen. I mean, they they just and Steve Kerr was pretty funny. We can talk about that today about locking down Steph Curry. But think about their run. They win three. Jordan goes to play baseball basically for a year and a half. Birmingham Barons and the Chicago White Sox system, and then comes back and wins three more. You think about where they were as a fan base. That's why. Watching tonight as a Warriors fan, soak up every game, soak up every broadcast, listening to Tim Roy here on 95.7, soak it all in. Because I know right now you may be in the middle of it and you think it's going to last for a long time, but you just don't know. And then once you lose it, as we're looking at the Chicago Bulls, it's been 20 years. And I was thinking growing up as a kid, I don't remember. Remember, we didn't you didn't get married many games. There weren't a lot of games on television. I don't really remember the Chicago Bulls really being any good when I was a kid. In the East, you had obviously the Celtics, you had the Sixers, you had the Knicks. And I they had that run with Jordan was was absolutely incredible, but before that and after that. I mean, you can go in a drought for a long, long time. That's why you got to savor every moment when you're witnessing greatness. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Bulls before Jordan uh, were not very good. I'm looking at some of their numbers here when the Bulls won it. Well, actually, that that's not true. If you remember, it took the Bulls a while to get over. Because the Celtics got them a year or two, and then the Pistons, Pistons. got them for a bunch of But they of were in years. the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs one, two, three, four, six straight years before they went to the finals. Now, I think you're talking about before that. Before that, they didn't go to the playoffs six of seven years. So, yeah, that, that period of time, so it w- between like 77 and 82, 83, they weren't very good. But then before that, they were pretty good with with Bob Love and Chet Walker, what Jerry was Sloan. It was like the mid seventies, mid seventies to maybe a little early seventies. I mean, a lot of our like, listeners weren't even born. Hell, I was oh, barely born. Our listeners don't know about the Bulls and Tom Borwinkle. No, Artis Gilmore when he played for the Bulls couldn't remember. Oh, Jerry Sloan, no. 
Ooh, Jerry Sloan was tough. Uh, yeah, in 75, but no one remembers that. That's my point. Yeah, but they, they were good. <laughs> That's they my were point. Good. This is why you savor every moment, every game. Matty Gukas? If you can't watch the game, you need to make sure that you that you that you at least DVR it because ten years from now you could be you could you could be you could be terrible. And you're gonna remember back. You remember, oh my god, we were one of the greatest teams of all time. Because watching that game tonight, watching Chicago Bulls going, God, twenty years ago. You're watching Michael Jordan. Now? You're watching Chris Dunn. What's the problem? Nice, nice young player. Nice second-year player. <laughs> the number is 888-957-9570. Time to hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Let's go to Rod in San Francisco. Rod, lead us off tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up. How you doing? This is my first time calling. I was thinking you guys have a very interesting job over there. Because you get to talk about basketball or sports, which yeah, nobody cares about until you play the game. But also, it doesn't matter what you say because you're just having fun, and I appreciate that. But uh, I was talking, thinking about what you were saying um, regarding the elimination, possibly of the you know traditional center position or the big men coming into the twenties, twenty twenty. Sure. So I don't, you know, I just had a, a different perspective on it, which is just. You know, when they were the first athletic centers first hit the league, you know, like with uh, Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, everyone's like, that's the game. We're changing the whole game for that. That's exactly the player we need. And that was the game for a long time. But there weren't the three-point shots, but you still needed the clutch outside shooter. Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Havlicek, go down the line of any team, Walt Frazier. Mm-hmm. So I just – I don't think you – Maybe the people you're talking about because they're aging, but you know I've been a Warriors watching Warriors for 25 years and watching all those losing years like you were just talking about earlier, like cherish the winning years because those losing years are pretty tough. But one of the problems we had is we didn't have a strong interior, you know, rim protector, and it, we didn't get to the next level until we that we established that. And even those Bulls teams you were talking about didn't have a premier center. They but they rotated rotated the three to get them to those championships. So I don't see that position. You know, I think that you're still going to have these seven-footers. We still have those, you know, like the Greek Freak and Porzingis and now Markinen because I watched him play at Arizona. I was very impressed by him, and now he's making a, an impression in the Bulls this year. But I think it's a position that will continue because no one, no one thought that Curry would do what he did when he was recruited into the NBA. I really don't think anyone was expecting that. Yeah, I think the difference is, and and thanks for the call, really appreciate it, and the compliment, too. Uh, Here's the difference, though, is the three-point shot has never come into prominence like it's come in now. And when they put the three-point line in, nobody ever thought that players would ever shoot it this frequently and to this high a degree. So, Townie... How about this? I, I was crunching some numbers today. Just I love that. About, just about this topic. You know what effective field goal percentage is, right? It's where you incorporate the three. And I went to one of your favorite players, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. Pretty, pretty good player, right? He was pretty decent. Pretty good player. Won a lot. Won a lot of MVPs. Scored more points than anybody else. Pretty much won more than anybody else. You take his college career to his pro career. You know what his effective field goal percentage was? For his career, fifty-six percent, fifty-six. 
pretty amazing. One year he shot 60 from the field. And we're not talking about a player averaged seven points a game. We're talking over 30 a game. Yeah, 25, 30. You know what Steph Curry's is? 57 plus. So Curry is a more effective scorer than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Can I just just quickly quickly throw something in there? Is this for Kareem's career? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's for his career. How long did Kareem play? I don't know, 72 years. Yeah, if Steph Curry is still bombing this when he's that long... No, the, 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 no, I hear you. Kareem's the, on the phone going, let's wait till the end of the career because uh, we'll see when Curry doesn't have his legs no, and he doesn't you. have that dribble. Let, let's see where that, that, that number ends up. I understand where you're the, going. The point is is that Steph Curry has, is scoring more points with fewer shots than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ever did. So if you think about that. Yeah, well, now, you're factoring 20 years versus what? Oh, I, yeah, I get you like yeah, eight. Yeah, okay. I just, but, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's the the point. Okay, fine. Uh, you think Akeem Olajuwon was pretty good? Yeah, pretty good player, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, his effective field goal percentage was fifty one. Okay, Curry's at fifty seven right now. So what I'm saying is all things. And by the way, Kareem's the greatest, and I know Curry is too. But Clay's even at what's Clay at? Clay is at effective field goal percentage fifty five. Fifty-five percent. So, I mean, Patrick, you—they say, "Oh, when's the the next big what time?" What was Jordan's? Center? I don't know what Jordan's was. Find I, I it. Can find out. Yeah, find it. That'll it's, be. You know interesting. what? It's going to be less than you think. Oh, it's, it's going to be way less, be less than, than Kareem. Than I guarantee you. But what? what, what and the, and the, the unfair thing is, we're we're taking players in their prime well, okay. versus guys who played a long, long well, time. Well, you know what? If Let's, we if we did Kareem's just well, best, Kareem's prime. Well. Kareem's best year, he shot 60% from the floor. Yeah, you'd have to... Curry shot over 60% twice with effective field goal percentage. Let me ask you this about the throw. Quickly, let's go to uh, Jason and Walnut Creek. You're on 95.7. Hey, hey guys. How's it going? Good. Doing well. Hey, um, so I'm actually not a Warriors fan, so I hope you can suffer me for a second. But I I just want to reinforce your point about dynasties being fleeting and greatness being fleeting. And you don't have to be a Warriors fan to have experienced that. You look at guys like Pedro Martinez and Tim Lincecum in baseball who at their peaks were untouchable, and you just didn't know what you were watching at the time. And then when they came back to mortality, you realized that you went through a period of, like, unprecedented greatness. And I think, um, you know, the Warriors are Kevin Durant knee or a Steph Curry ankle away from coming back to the pack a little bit. And so you just never know how long it's going to last. So I think, um, you know, from a Bay Area sports fan perspective, just take it in and enjoy it. And, and really recognize what you have here. And I think, you know, it's the right team at the right time for conventional wisdom. You're talking about the three-point shot being the dominant play in basketball, and you guys just have the perfect team to really exploit that. So, um, you know, it's it's fun to watch, even though I'm not a fan. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, Townie, I remember 1986. You want to go back. Boston Celtics were coming off an NBA title. Were you old enough to remember this? Boston Celtics are coming off an NBA title, and Red Auerbach, I guess the, he had made a trade the year before. What, what, what year? 86. No, I'm not old enough. <laughs> anyway, the Celtics win it in 86, but they also happen to have the number, was it two or three pick in the draft? Yeah, I think it was two. They picked Lenny Bias out of Maryland, who was... 
He was one of the most phenomenal athletes college basketball's ever seen. He was a man-child. And he was getting ready to come to the Celtics. And Larry Bird said, I'm coming in early, and I'm going to work with my guy, Lenny Bias. And Lenny Bias, of course, died. Overdose cocaine. And... The Boston Celtics never won it after that, but if you look at the Celtics, they had Bird, they had McHale, they had Parrish. Had Lenny Bias done what they thought he would do, which is live and be a great professional player, Bias could have ushered them into a new era, or that that whole Celtics dynasty would have continued longer well would have gone ha- it would it was like it would have been like david robinson passing it to duncan it, well you still you would have well the the difference is though here you have michael jordan and the bulls more importantly as lynn bias is coming in to take the torch is when the pistons grow up yeah but that's the point that the reason the celtics kind of fizzled was not only did they get a little older they just didn't have the athleticism that was coming into the league well bias would have evened that up a little bit because he was a Freak. I mean, he was incredible. Yeah, because the Celtics usually, if you win that much, you should never have a good draft pick. To exactly. Never, you know, you're supposed to. The the way the system is set up, you have a run, you don't get the picks, and then all of a sudden your skill level diminishes, and then whoever has been bad, hopefully they've been picking well, and then they're the next. So it's supposed to be a competitive balance to where not one franchise like what the Lakers did for all those years where they've had so many good teams, but it wasn't always because of draft picks for them. It was being able to get stars to come to L.A. Yeah, that's kind of where the Celtics are at right now. They're a darn good team. They had the number one pick in the draft this past year, and they they traded it. A great trade, by the way. Uh, They pulled one over on Philly. Not that they were going to take faults, but and next year they have the Lakers pick. So the Celtics may have number they could have the number two or three pick again this upcoming year. We'll continue to take your calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. A lot of you want to talk about the big man, want to talk about the run of the Warriors, and also this win tonight, 119-112, to 14 straight on the road. Ties a team franchise record. Unbelievable. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. You're not digging me reading uh, the lyrics to you from Back to the Hotel? In Too Deep from Vallejo? No, it was cool. You, you no, okay I, with that? Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. It is time for the play of the game brought to you by American Express. Proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. West waiting. Now puts it on the deck with 10 on the clock. Drop step, nowhere to go. Over the top to Thompson. Corner three. Got it! Clay Thompson for the right corner. Well, that was quick. Because he buried it. Thompson buried it. 38 points tonight. Ties a season high for Clay. The Warriors now 21 and 3 on the road this year. And they have not lost a road game since before Thanksgiving. The NBA record is 16, set by the 71-72 Lakers. 
So two more, and they'll tie that record. So they'll have Houston on Saturday, and then I don't know who their next away game is because they God, come if home. You could for break a few. that record. That's a ma- I mean, I mean, they're setting a lot of records. They've set a lot of records over the last three years. I mean, when you when you do things, Utah, in, then they'll go to tough place to win. NBA hockey, you're flying around in winter storms, and you're going out on the road, and everybody, you're the number one game. People have been waiting for this game. They circle this game on the calendar. You want to take your kids to watch the Golden State Warriors when you're whatever, Chicago, Cleveland, Toronto, Miami, Atlanta. They're the number. They're coming one time a year. Everybody wants to see it. You know everybody in talk radio, everybody in the newspaper, everybody in whatever town's athletic, whatever you want to call it. They're talking about this game. They're juiced to come see the show that is the Golden State Warriors, and you've won 14 times in a row in that scenario, and you have not lost since Thanksgiving. It's fun playing on the road, especially if you're a good team. I guess if you're not a good team, it's not that much fun. But if you're a good team, it's... It can be more fun playing on the road than at home just because you have better interaction with the fans. You're getting heckled. You can go back and forth. They can actually provide some motivation for you. And, you know, you go to a place like Chicago, that's one of the biggest buildings in the league. Probably at 22, 23,000 in there. And, you know, the one thing that's a little underestimated is the Warriors do play in front of packed houses night in and night out. So they do feel like they have to put on a show. So they do come out uh, flat fewer times than most NBA teams because every arena they play in is packed. That's got to be cool. Definitely. It's not Definitely. like you come out and there's 13,000. Right. A lot of empty seats. They're jam-packed every game they play in. All 82. That is cool. 888 Mike in San Francisco. Welcome to the game. Hey, good morning. Good night. Hey, good evening, guys. Um, I was thinking about the Warriors. I've been a Warrior fan since, you know, Chris Washburn and Chris Mondays, seeing all the highs and the lows. But in two years, I can see Lake of making changes because, one, Steph Curry will be 32, Durant will be 30, Clay Thompson will be 30, and Draymond will be 30. They won't have much of a future by keeping that course. I can see someone being moved. And I don't see Curry being moved because he's a big fan favorite, but I could see Clay or Draymond being moved somewhere for some kind of young player to keep that ball going because they need to we'll have a winning team and to sell, you know pack that place and sell those seats. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and thanks for the call. I, I think Joe Lacob's definitely thinking, and Bob Myers thinking two, three years ahead. You know, you're already hearing some some Anthony Davis rumors, all right? It's not really hard. And we even had Anthony Slater on, who writes for The Athletic, about uh, a week or two ago. And he said that he thinks the Warriors, moving forward, that their core essentially is Curry and Durant. And it's not that Clay or Draymond won't be on the team for a while, but he thinks those two are the big boys. And next year... At the end of the season, Clay will become a free agent. And then the year after that, Draymond will become a free agent. I do think it's within the realm of possibility that the Warriors will try to make some kind of exchange, if you will. Not necessarily a, a trade one for the other, but I think I, I think you could see one or both of those guys not being around and the Warriors trying to get another superstar to play with Curry and Durant and 
the caller's right. Somebody may be young in his mid-twenties. Uh, who that is? I mean, probably somebody like Giannis, uh, because... Lakeham shoots for the moon, so it might be Giannis or Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns. But yeah, rest assured, I think Joe Lacob and Bob Myers have already taught about thought about the next stu- superstar they want to bring in and have him ready by the time the Warriors get to their arena in San Francisco. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr. We're going to hear from Jordan Bell, who seemed like he was in very good spirits after the game. That was scary. Wouldn't you say, I mean, right out of the gate, too. Something like that happens, and to see your player go off in a wheelchair, yeah. that's the oh-no. Although, when Paul Pierce went off in a wheelchair, he was fine. So That was one of the most ridiculous things. Off with a wheelchair, oh my God, next you know, he's sprinting back out of the court. Yeah, well... Well, yeah, but, he's resilient. He's resilient. Have they had his? Have they done his tribute yet? Back in uh, no. Boston, when Cleveland's going to play? No, it's coming up. Is that going to be? Is that going to be in the video? The tribute <laughs> video. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. You can't get wheeled off and then run back twenty seconds later, or how long it was. All right, triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We'll hear from Kerr. We'll hear from Bell as we roll on right here. Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game. Levine with the ball on the left side, guarded by Clay Thompson. Up top to Robin Lopez, crowded by Zaza. One dribble, looks for a handoff, can't make it. Good defense there by Curry. Ball denied by Thompson. Lopez has it right down the lane to the rim, and he jammed it down over Jordan Bell, who goes down hard. Bell may be hurt. He's holding his left ankle. He's going back in pain, and he is in real trouble right now. They're going to call over the officials because he is slapping the floor. He went to challenge the dunk by Lopez. And Jordan Bell is in obvious pain. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That was an oh no. Oh no. But hopefully not that bad. X-rays are negative. May be out for a while. Here was Jordan Bell after the game talking about the injury. And again, for those of you who didn't get his reports, rain left ankle, uh, x-rays were negative, MRI tomorrow. Just kind of take me through that first play of the game, and if your feelings, it almost looked like you were trying to see if you could walk on it, and stick with your coming. Um, it was... Lopez came down, um, tried to come over and block it, uh, just landed really awkward, um, felt some kind of sharp pain in my uh, ankle, um, I tried to like, when I fell, I tried to like touch it, see if anything like popped out or anything like that, um, I didn't feel anything so I tried to like, thought about getting up and then the pain just hit me again so I just laid there and then um, and then, um, what did I say last? You, well, you, you, tried, you stayed down for a while. Oh, yeah, I stayed down, and then when I got up, um, and when I got up, um, I tried to just walk on my own, um, see how I felt. Um, it took, like, three steps, and I, I knew I couldn't walk on it, so I went back to the wheelchair. They say x-rays are negative. Yeah. Were you mm-hmm. concerned that there might be a break before you heard it was there? Uh, 
yeah, I thought it was at first. That's what it felt. Um, but luckily, X wave was all good. I'm good. Um, it's not broken. I've had worse injuries, so I'm good. Have you ever sprained an ankle? No, I never sprained an ankle like that before. Uh, never. First. Is it worse? Is that worse to you than you know, kind of the more normal way? Yeah, it was definitely way worse than a normal break. I mean, normal sprain. Um, like I said, I thought I broke it. I thought it popped out and all type of ugly stuff, but it was good. Was it weird just because it was first play of the game? Chicago, like, I don't know. man. Oh my God, it's like a story, man. How that happened? <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, it's crazy how it happened, but I mean, we still got the win, so that's all that matters. That's a scary thing because you're thinking right there, your season's over. If you think it's broken, you're you're basically done. You know, you get up and you can't put weight on it. That's that's pretty scary. No doubt about it. But you could just tell by the way he was talking that he's going to be okay. It might be a little longer than he thinks. Because a lot of times those injuries do linger a little bit, but yes, it could have been worse, and you get the sense that he knows it could have been worse, so he's feeling pretty good. And then that takes me back to remember Kevin Durant last year. Sure. When they thought, uh-oh, he's done for the season. Yeah, there was that short period of time where they they believed that. And ended up only being, what, 19 games? Yeah, little, but about a month, month plus. Basically, Steve Kerr was, to, was it, he was told right before he talked to the media... He he was told at some point that's it, Durant's done, and then later he's told, no, 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 it's not done. Yeah, there's some confusion, or some. There was a, a period of time where everybody was assuming, I think, the worst. So when they actually get, when they got the results that it wasn't as serious, obviously there was a huge sigh of relief, not only from Durant but from the whole team. How good is it when? Kerr goes back to Chicago, and he was asked about the Bulls. Of course, he's going to be asked about the Bulls, his teams, versus the Golden State Warriors, and he said, I'd lock Steph Curry up now that I've coached him. I know how to do I mean, it's just, how good is it for him to go back there? Oh, man. I mean, he's a star there. I mean, he's, he's, those guys are, they probably never have to pay for a drink or a meal in Chicago Anytime they're back there. And it's not just Jordan and Pippen. It's all the guys. I mean, it's B.J. Armstrong. It's Kerr. It's Craig Hodges. It's Wennington. It's Longley. All those guys, not just the stars. Do you you remember the, and I can't remember what year this was, but it was the parade where basically he ended his version of the speech going, yeah, once again, you know, his big shot. He's like, once again, I got to pick up Michael at the end of the game. And everybody's laughing. I mean, Steve Kerr has always been good at the right moment. I mean, that's the key to being funny. That's the key to being a great public speaker. Whether you're trying to be funny or trying to make a great point is at that moment, the tipping point where you can, you deliver the right message. And and sometimes his comedy is just spot on. Oh, I mean, he's. I think that's one of the reasons a lot of players and and even fans just gravitate toward him because he's just got a great perspective. I mean, he just does. He's he's talks about things that are more important than basketball. Yet he's a great basketball coach. Kerr's a total package, man. I mean, he's really he. Terrific guy. Just terrific guy, terrific coach. And here is Steve Kerr after the game brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple, online at walnutcreekjeep.com.
We had our moments. The third quarter was a big thing. We finally stopped them in the third and took care of the ball. And, and uh, But they still came back. I give them a lot of credit. That's a tough team, and they're playing a lot better. Um, so we uh, we had our hands full, but we, uh, we were able to pull it out. Seven stretch, uh, they didn't have a field goal. What was the key? Just, just playing hard. I mean, we you know for most of the game, I didn't feel like we competed defensively, um, but we had a good stretch there that uh, where we were challenging shots and rebounding, and uh, and that was the difference in the game that quarter. Does it matter if Steph and Clay just kind of getting hot at the right? Yeah, time? yeah, for sure. I mean, they they were on fire, both of them at the same time, which. Uh, when that happens, we're tough to beat, obviously. Um, but we, it felt like we just couldn't quite pull away because they were making shots and they were keeping pressure on us. They forced a lot of turnovers. They scored a lot of points off our turnovers, which kept them in, in things. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was an, an old-school Splash Brother game. Did, did it feel particularly needed tonight because you got no threes from anyone else? Obviously, Draymond didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, um, just with the injuries and... Uh, you know, and then uh, Jordan goes down early, and uh, it didn't feel like a game we were going to win with our defense. It felt like we were going to win with our offense, and uh, that's what happened. Uh, his, the x-rays were negative, and he's going to get an MRI tomorrow. He's in a walking boot right now, but so far the news has been pretty good. Crutches or anything else? Uh, I don't know if he's – I think he's on crutches too. I saw his walking boot in there. He'll – probably be on crutches and uh, I don't know what's going to happen but MRI tomorrow will have a better feel. You mentioned that though you have to be pretty encouraged by the x-rays. Yeah the first uh, initial news that we're getting it seems like it's halfway decent so we'll keep our fingers crossed. Do you sense how his spirits are? Yeah I mean he's all right. he was in a lot of pain while he was out on the floor uh, but he was in better spirits once he found out the x-rays were negative and he looked like he was in a good mood in there just now but uh, you know we'll we'll see how it, how it goes tomorrow. What have you thought about the season that Clay's having? Obviously It's been fantastic I mean every night um, his scoring, his defense. You know, we ask him to guard the, the toughest the players every night, and uh, he just goes about it in such an efficient manner. And uh, he's incredibly low maintenance to coach and um, great teammate. Everybody loves him. I mean, we're lucky to have Clay. You mentioned that you gave his road trip. You thought he'd be refreshed because he got the game off. Yeah. Have you seen that? Just- yeah, I think so. I think an occasional night off um, for all these guys helps. I think you'll see Draymond energized on Saturday. And uh, and hopefully we're you know getting enough rest for the guys and managing our way through the season. I'm very pleased with where we are. And uh, obviously if we could get Saturday, it would be an amazing trip and a, and a hell of a way to cap it um, against the team that's right behind us in the in the uh, standings. So it's been a great trip, but we got to finish it off right. All right, thanks a lot. Steve Kerr after this 119-112 victory for the Golden State Warriors. Once again, 21-3 and on the road, and they have not lost a road game since before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We're in mid-January. And you think about this road trip. Win in Milwaukee. Win in Toronto. Win in Cleveland. Win in Chicago. And then now you see the Houston Rockets on Saturday. little layoff for uh, Steiny for a while. For me? Yeah. Yeah, it's just you know, four or five yeah. days off after after the Houston game. It's like an all-star break for you. Not quite. They get over a week off now, Townie. 
No, no, think, no, they, no. They get like nine, ten days well, off yeah, from the you know All Star break. I think, I think, they're, like, still, I think get, they still draw a paycheck too. <laughs> they get off. like two weeks off yeah. for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the big party on Sunday, the Gridiron Gala down at uh, Hooters in uh, Campbell. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to miss it. Why is that? Because I'm going on a trip starting Sunday morning. Where are you going? Well, first of all, it's none of your business. But secondly, I'll tell you just to just to tell you, uh, I'm going down to Phoenix, play some golf. Oh, good for you with my wife. Nice. Yeah, she's going to pick up the clubs. Really? Yeah, she hasn't dust them off. Yeah, she'll play once probably. You know I'll play I, every day. You know what I wish I could do while you to watching you and the misses play golf, which I think would be great. <laughs> I'd love to have my Arlo camera there to watch you. You know what's funny? You could do that. You could put it right in the golf totally, cart, and you could watch my wife and I play golf. <laughs> Arlo from Ooh, Phoenix, life, bro. And I can on the mic because you can talk through your Arlo camera two way audio. I could be yelling for for you. Yeah, let me run that by Susan to see if she wants to put one of those, take one of those down with us. 1080p HD cameras that are unbelievable. The night vision is spectacular, 100% wire-free. Like I said, two-way audio. Someone comes to your door with a package or whoever they are. You can talk to them through the camera. You don't even have to come to the front door. I can see who's coming to my crib from my couch, and I like it that way. No doubt, because you won't get off that couch for just anybody. Nope. Smart home security cameras, and at this time of the year, weather resistant. We got another storm, and it doesn't matter what the storm is. It doesn't matter if it's at night. You're going to be able to see exactly what's going on at and around your house. So other doors around your house, backyard, you name it, check it out, Arlo.com. You will be on tomorrow from 10 to noon. What do you got? Uh, the guru and I. The guru. Just, just tremendous, tremendous insight from both of us and compelling content. I mean, you know what to expect. We talk a lot about the Warriors. So I will actually be running later on tonight some of your Brian Sabian. I cut that up and... Uh, okay, try not to make fun of me when I, I leave the I will not building. make fun. I swear I wouldn't... The way you were going after me with R.C. Davis tonight was just not right. Will I get you back? I don't know. All right, buddy. We will see you. Uh, right, we will man. see you soon. I'll see you Saturday. I'm still. I'm working Saturday's Houston game. You're doing post game, right? No, you're not doing post game Saturday. I have a football show from nine to noon before the Gridiron Gala. That's Campbell. Sunday. That's Sunday. All right. I'll catch you later. Take care, my friend. Anybody ready for the Chris Townsend show? I haven't been able to weigh in on some baseball moves. And I'm really, Eno Saris is going to join me. We're going to talk a little baseball. We'll get into a little uh, playoff football. And also, something that's going on with the NFL. It's a trend that shouldn't shock anybody, and it continues to happen. That's all coming up right here on 95.7 The Game.